Okay, so today is the conclusion of a long-running series now with Keith. Keith had come through our cannabis classes a few, quite a few cohorts ago, and it has just been a saga with Keith. He's got a new development that we're going to dive into right now. So let's get on the phone with Keith and find out what new twist and turn has happened in his story. Here we go. What's up, Matt? Hey, good morning, Keith. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, another another day at the office for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm off today. I'm working Monday to Thursday until school starts back up. Yeah, which is why I wanted to talk to you. So it sounds like some things have changed. So yeah, and yeah what happened? I don't know if I had told you like the week before they called me and they said, well, we're not to move everybody down to 20 hours. Nobody could do 40 hour a week. I'm like, wait a what? minute. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm only making 14 bucks an hour and you're only wanting me to work 20 hour weeks. They're like, yeah, it's for the first three months. So we could see what team works best together. I'm like, you know what? I'm 40 years old. I have a house payment, car payment. I'm not some high school kid. I'm gonna have to turn you down. I'm sorry. Wow. I was pretty. I was pretty fucking pissed. So I'm like, All right, I'm gonna have to just suck it up and. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna have to suck it up. Yeah, suck it up and revamp my shit and go back from technology world. So I started, you know, really deep diving, getting into the uh, film applications, and then Fort Zumwalt School District called me and they offered me. Really good pay, benefits, pension, and I had to take it. You know. Yeah, I mean, it blows my mind. Look how relatively easy it was for you to get a job in tech, and yeah, how long and hard you fought to get a job in cannabis, and then yeah, for the low wage. First of all, that was that was an issue, and then for them to pull. Cutting your hours in half, like what the fuck are they doing? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah. yeah, it, it was frustrating, and I'm like, you know what? I, I want to just suck it up. I could still enjoy the cannabis industry. I could still be, you know, a uh, advocate for it, uh, and hopefully one day down the road, I could open up my uh, dream coffee house consumption you know right there on right there one day i don't know if it'll happen but that i could still hold on to that dream yeah yeah i mean what do you think you would ever try to work in the field again oh yeah i would try if the right opportunity um came up for sure if i if i could get paid and get the benefits and the pension I am getting now for sure. If the if the marijuana or the cannabis industry cannot match other companies, I don't see them getting. I don't know. I have a hard time seeing them getting competing with businesses when they can't offer the benefits and the pensions, the four hundred one ks, the salary. The industry can't bring their standards higher i don't see how they could compete and get the best people in the industry yeah yeah i think that's well said yeah absolutely and the businesses they they can afford to do all that 
And yeah, for it, sure. if they can't, then they don't deserve to be in business, period. You know, learn how to learn right. how to manage money, you know, same as every other business. So right. and they just need to put a, a different business model model in it. You know, the one that will one that will protect their uh, employees and give set their employees up. If they want their employees to be a a lot lifetime long employee, set it up like a normal business does. Yeah, I agree. It starts with a wage. The level of work and knowledge that a person has to develop to be a bud tender is more than $14 an hour. I mean, they can go to, and you go to McDonald's and make more than that and yep. not have nearly the amount of burden as far as learning, as far as role expectation. And so I think the industry is making a giant mistake trying to have these 12 to $15 an hour jobs. Start everybody out at 20. People can live. You know, it's not high rolling by any means, but people can live on 20 bucks an hour and then yeah, go, can, go up from there. Yeah. And he, that's what I told, you know, 20 bucks an hour. I could live on that. I, I, not comfortably, it'd be hard. I would have to, you know, cut out some, you know, like I'd have to cut out TV and just have internet, you know, and we'd have to make some changes. But you could live good on 20 bucks an hour. It's a place to start. I mean, and then, you know, six months, bump it up, bump it up, bump it up. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, man, I was, (laughs) your your story has been a shocker for me. Every turn, I've just gone, geez, what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, you know. I don't know. It, it, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, re, a Christian. So, you know, I've asked God, where do you want me going? And I thought he wanted me going down that path, working cannabis. And then this happens. I'm like, wait a minute. This can't be right. You know, I, I can't work $14 an hour for 20 hours a week. I'm losing money driving to work. Right. So I don't know. It's, it, Things happen for a reason. I just don't know or figure out why this is going on. So. Yeah, it could it could not be the right time, not be the right place. You know, I mean, right. who knows? I think that right. there are things that conversations that need to be had on the on the employer side to set people like you up for success. And. Mm-hmm that's not being done, which is a disadvantage to the businesses and the people they serve and the people that work there or could potentially work there. So what I see happening is like the upper management getting set up good. And like for like Haya, those three people that were kind of high up doing all the hiring, setting up the store, and then, like the the product expert side, those three set up like all the highest stores in St. Louis or in Missouri. So it's like those guys are set up and get paid well, but the people they hire, they want to, they don't care about. They just want to get as many people in as they can and pay them crap wage. 
and they could just keep rolling through them. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's the commodification of people and it's, it, it's more often than not double speak in saying mm-hmm. people are valued, you know, come work here because this is the best. And we, we treat people well. And the other side saying, Hey, you know what? We're not going to pay you a living wage. And also we're going to cut your hours to half because we can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, and, the, and it's foolish in with, with our company, I did everything within my power to keep my staff and I, I never had anybody quit or leave. And that was because mm-hmm. of, the, of the time and the energy that I put into the people, it paid back. It, it, it paid my business back. I couldn't even measure how much it paid back because right. the people knew that I cared about them. I liked everybody that I work with, which is great, but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be the case, but also I incentivized them to stay because as a business owner, the business was what had a, a firm and a steady hand because I had people that, that knew the drill and intimately mm-hmm. understood what yeah. we were doing. And so it was, it was very smooth sailing, un, uninterrupted sailing. And by changing over staff continuously, it disrupts an already very disruptive industry. Right. And you keep trying, you have to keep trying, keep spending money. And it, then it gets, you get a bad name. And then people think you don't care. You just want their, you just want, to use them for a time being to get as much out of them as you can. Cause, okay. So it's a prime example. I, it's not, this is a huge like step, but like Jeff Bezos was, was on record like two months ago saying he doesn't want his hourly employees staying longer than three years. After three years, they get lazy, they get uh, complacent and he doesn't want to promote them. And he, so he, he gives them incentive to leave or fires them. It seems like that from what I've, from what I have experienced in St. Louis, that's how the cannabis industry is with the bud tenders and the lower level, even higher up, even higher up. It goes all the way up. It does. Yep. Yeah. People don't stay at companies for typically more than a couple of years. And it's because it's because the companies don't empower their staff and team members to have the power and autonomy to, to grow their careers, but also to grow the businesses, you know, to come on board, a, one of these businesses, it's, it's fun. You know, it's, it's scrappy. It's, Hey, you know, these are the early days and people take ownership right. and that's fantastic right. as a business owner. What happens is typically as a business gets more organized, they all do, they mature. Then people start getting put in boxes. The latitude is removed. And so, where somebody has an issue that really, it really, it really isn't a big issue, but it is to the people that it directly impacts the, the people that are there, they don't have the power to just fix it. No, you got to deal with it. That's you stay in your lane and that frustrates mm-hmm. people. And so they leave and I mean, yeah. it, it happens, you know, we're, we're seeing it right now where we've got people that have experience in, in management and they're not taking jobs. They're leaving the industry and they're saying, Hey, you know, this has been a crock of shit and I'm done. I'm done. And I just go, Oh my God. Uh Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. You know, 
the the potential of the cannabis industry is immense. And if you're getting like legit good managers leaving the cannabis industry because of ways they're been treated, there's something wrong with that, right? There's, there's, it has to be fixed. If, if yeah. this cannabis industry wants to survive, it has to be fixed. Mm-hmm. I agree. Another thing I think, another thing, okay, an ounce in a dispensary is like $300. 24 pack of beer is like what i don't know i haven't bought beer ever 20 30 bucks yeah, 15 can, bucks so yeah how how do we how do we get that down how do we get the cost of that down and why does it cost so much so much uh more than it is of like a cigarette or beer i think that's another issue i think that's because of the i think there's a lot of greed in the top the very top of businesses they want, they're going to keep their prices high because they know they can. And it's all about greed. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, a normalization. There's, you know, there's a curve to this and that after a few years, when healthy competition starts, proficiency, the maximization of the garden and some efficiency mm-hmm. comes in and that supplies chain starts <laughs> to steady out. Then we begin to see. The, the prices start to come down, but they're not going to until there's healthy competition. Why would it? Why? I mean, if I could sell a $50 eighth, why would I sell it for 20? I wouldn't. There's no way. And, and neither exactly. would they. So exactly. that, that's just a matter of, that's a matter of time. But what we're starting to see now, we're, we're getting into the phase where the businesses, they're running out of, of runway of, of money. And these very quote unquote smart people who are fucking not that rode into the cannabis industry as conquering heroes from the executive and the traditional business world that were going to show us how it's done are finding out that this is not an easy industry by any means. And they're starting to fall apart, which shows the weaknesses of the teams and goes back to some of the things that we just talked about. But it also creates an environment for the better actors to start to shine and begin to have some consolidation. And so it's not it's not the end of the world. There's no shining future. It's yeah, you know, I think it's going to be rocky for a couple of years, and there's going to be a lot of uh, team jumping and finding companies that are going to be uh, around in the next couple of years. But also mm-hmm. that that walk the walk as far as their operations. They can do what they say they can do. And they have a culture that fosters people. And those are going to be the winners. And, you know, the problem is, is that are they, are they in St. Louis? Are they in Missouri? Yeah, sure they are. Are they operational right now? Maybe. Are, are they in a position to hire you? Who knows? It's hunting for those good businesses and finding the ones that aren't and kicking the tires on them takes time. You know, it, it, I've learned a lot just talking with you about the, the companies that you interact with. And frankly, I've gone, Oh my God, I'm, I'll, I'll stay well clear of both of them. For sure. 
it's, it's discouraging because you're so enthusiastic and passionate and you bring so much to the table and I'm over here going, where is, where is the good company for Keith? Where is it that, that would take care of him? Because I'm just not seeing it right now. And it's, it's not worth moving across the country, you know? So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a, a waiting game to see who, who shows up to the party, which is, frustrating all around and honestly you know honestly i'm happy with this job i like the people you know but it's just it's not in the cannabis industry it's not in the line of my dream of owning a coffee shop with you know people who come in and try any of it they want right there i mean i'm gonna have to wait anyway public consumption laws change here in you know Missouri anyway so yeah I could take I could take my time and wait and learn more about uh, different ways of brewing coffee and combining some THC with coffee and just keep learning about that I could always fuel my passion while I'm making good money and making a good living doing IT. That that's true. That's true. So yeah. And then, and then eventually I just open my own little shop. Hopefully eventually it gets to the point where they'll let you apply for a license and you have your own a good business model and you could have like a craft shop open. Like they do I don't know how they it is in Michigan, but our coffee houses on every corner have beer in them. You know, oh, nice. You know, so it's like a coffee brew house. Like, Germania is one of my favorite coffee houses I go to here. But they have, like, actual beer on tap, and they make mixed drinks. So pretty much every coffee house in this area has that. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't we do that with cannabis? You know, I'll have, like, edibles, uh, like, biscuits made, you know, to go with with uh, breakfast items or muffins, you know, with edible muffins. And then if they wanted some type of smoke, I would have it in jars and they could, I want to, I want to buy an ounce or a quarter of this and they could smoke it. They do that with alcohol. Why can't we do it with marijuana right now? You know, you know, that's what, that's what I'm wanting. That's what I want to push. And when they do that, I yeah, I definitely start working my way towards that dream again. Yeah, and well, in the meantime, keep a weathered eye out. And there are processors that you could maybe work part time at. You know, try to find mm-hmm. something that can give you that real world practical experience, and then. Right. The other thing is start stockpiling your cash. You're going to need a pretty considerable sum. But if you, if you can bring something to the table, then they'll go, your, your investment partners will go, Oh, okay. Well, Keith has this skill set. He's got a little bit of cash. He's got this skill set. Cool. So start to develop your skills and your expertise and just let your, let your interest guide you and, Mm -hmm. and go from there. I mean, 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, that, I, uh, go go ahead. Ahead. no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I do. Um, I am still taking those SIU classes, or yeah, SLU classes. Sorry for the cannabis. It's it's their certificate at SLU. Uh, I'm still taking those classes. So I'm still learning that. I'm still talking to people in the industry. Um, I met a really nice my instructor um, in one of my classes. Still networking with people in the industry through this this class I'm taking this program. Are you getting so, value out of it? Yeah, I'm actually learning. You know, there's I'm actually learning a lot about the plant, a lot about the processes, how to, a lot about how extracting everything and then they do deep dive rules on our laws every every class so we have to like deep dive into the bill of the that allowed it to be legal in Missouri so it's a they take tests on that so it's very compliant based also gotcha yeah Good. I mean, keep yeah. keep at it. Keep brushing up and keep a weather eye, you know, for opportunities that could come up that mm-hmm. could help move you towards your ultimate goal of owning a consumption lounge. And right, yeah. Well, you, what helped most, you know, even though I didn't get a job in the cannabis industry, but you, you guys' class still helped me a lot, you know. The Dr. Debray, the superintendent, after he hired me, he's like, I really liked your interview. You were very concise and knew what you wanted to say on every answer. You know, they would ask me a question. I'd think about it for 10 seconds and then hit my three points and then get out. You know, and they really liked that. So I think. Your, what you and your mom are doing is very helpful for anyone and any any it doesn't even have to, it doesn't even have to apply just to cannabis it applies to all fields of work so so what you guys are doing is great well yeah thanks <laughs> yeah I appreciate that and and you're right what we do does apply to you know an interview is an interview <laughs> it doesn't really matter what the industry is exactly. The, the, the point in our cannabis services is that unlike most traditional industries where you could go and find coaches or you could go to a state agency, there is none of that for the cannabis industry. It's actually written in the federal law that it, workforce development programs that receive federal funding is explicitly prohibited. While these are commonplace things in the traditional workforce world, they don't exist except for our cannabis for the cannabis industry. Right. And right. For some, yeah, for someone like that, I can't remember that one gentleman's name in our class. He had like 25 years of cultivating experience. Oh, Gary. And, yeah. Yeah. And like, how is he supposed to purvey that to an employee if he's never really you know, talk to employees about it. So that helps. It definitely does. And it, it, I, I, or you say, I don't know 
this ever happened to you, but you say someone that's been a dealer for 20 years and wants to go legal. How's he gonna? How's he gonna convey that to the dispensary owner or the the cannabis owner? They, he's gonna have to figure out a way to do that intelligently. Right. And you guys definitely help him do that. Yeah, we had a guy reach out earlier this week, in who's in that exact set of circumstances, and mm-hmm. he, like most people, has had an uphill battle. And so we're putting him through the program right now. So, you know, it's, it, it's fantastic and wonderful and impactful. You know, the programs that they absolutely are where I take issue is we go, we go and put all the work in and then the industry lets us all down. The employers let us down and that frustrates the shit out of me because I see, I see what you did. I, I see what, what everyone else is has done is doing and i say these people are driven and ambitious and passionate and they put in the work these are the these are the cream of the crop this is who you want on your team and to have what happened to you or to have what's happened to some of the other alumni happen i it just it baffles me and more often than not, I'm I'm taking people to task. I'm, I'm not doing it publicly, but I'm saying, hey, you are fucking up and you're fucking my life up and everybody else's life up. Get it together. And nobody listens. They, they don't care. Eh, they're all whatever, Matt. We're, we're, we're industry leading pioneers. We know what we're doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that. not, I, would, I wouldn't take that what I'm trying to say, what you're doing is not what they're doing. You're helping us. You know, you you help the alumni. You can't feel bad or get, you know, think it's a knock on you because we haven't made it into the industry because you've done everything you possibly can. You and your mom have done everything you possibly can to help us and the other alumni to get into the industry. It's the industry that's fucking up, not you. You know what I'm saying? So I I wouldn't take that too personal because it's nothing that you did. It's nothing that you've done. It's because uh, you're trying to help people. Well, that's you're not. You're not keeping people out of the industry. That, it's the industry. That that's really kind. You know, I I appreciate that, and you know, thank you for the the recognition. That warms my heart. No, everybody I talk to, I, I like. Hey, if you, even my ex was wanting resume help. I'm like, I know it's not. Um, I know it's not your can't. You're not trying to get a cannabis resume, but talk to Beth Hoffman. She's a freaking genius <laughs> on resumes. I go, just you know, look her up on LinkedIn and pick her brain because. She's a genius. She'll help you fix your resume, and they and it's like I don't know. I don't know if you guys are charging it. You should be. No, um, but no, no, and we we never will. No. Yeah, I, I mean, because you guys are doing a great service for people, and it's like out of the kindness of your heart to help people get jobs and fix their resumes. And I recommend you to everybody that I come across that ask that 
they're like, oh, I need help with a resume. It's only been like two or three. So, but I have recommended you guys. Well, thank you. And interview help because because you guys are very knowledgeable and, and very and very good at what you do. Well, th- what- <laughs> I mean, th- thank you. And you know, it boils it it boils down to the effort. You know, you, you put the effort in, and that and we've. We've had this discussion before where you put the effort in and my frustration is, isn't with, with us, with our cannabis. Mm -hmm. My frustration is, you know, we want the, we want the, the prize at the end of the end of the race. And the prize is employed alumni. And not only, I mean, you, you, you got a job, technically you got a job. And for us, I'm, I'm not, chalking up that as a win because it didn't pay you enough to, to live on to begin with. And then it got cut in half. That's not a win. Yeah. It's disappointing because all the hope and um, aspirations, they, they fall apart. I want the companies to do better because it's not hard. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. They've done all the hard stuff. I agree, but your company, our cannabis, didn't fail. Um, it, I did get a job, and it, it helped me get a job not in the field that I, we were going for, but it did help me get a job um, with my resume, with my interview technique. So it it still succeeded, just not in the cannabis industry. Down the road, maybe. It, you know, I, I'm but. I would still say you are success. Uh, I'm a successful alumni because your techniques still work for me. Fair enough. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. Keith. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, that's the only thing that I'm sure you know. Your techniques did work. So I'm a successful alumni from your, from our cannabis for sure. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> and um you know i mean if there's anything that we can do to help you you know point you to resources or connect you to people that are knowledgeable don't mm-hmm. hesitate to reach out whatever we can do to help oh, yeah. you get you know how to get a hold of me and so don't right. hesitate yeah i'm always keeping in touch man Matt, anytime awesome awesome well i'm glad you landed on your feet and uh yeah it was definitely a a, a rocky ride but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, it's your it's your attitude that is the most uplifting and inspiring. There's been a couple times that I've talked to you, and I've gotten a little jaded. And your perspective is has been a, a bright spot. And I've gone, hey, you know what? Let let's focus on on the light instead of the doom and gloom. So your your attitude is wonderful, and will continue to carry you forward. So learn as much That's as you can. Goal. Yeah, learn it. Learn as much as you can, and keep that at you know keep it sunny side up, and that'll carry you real far. That's always been my goal. Is I always try to keep a positive attitude. I try to be a good role model for my son to stay positive. And there's always a positive to everything, even if it seems like it's the worst possible thing going on right now. There's always going to be something positive coming out of it. You're going to learn something. It's going to teach you something. And so you don't grow from it. That's how I try to look at it. And I try to educate my son the same way. I think you're setting a good example. Keep it up. 
Thank you, sir. Thank yeah. you, sir. Well, yeah. I really appreciate a... you and your mom. If you guys ever need anything or need to bounce anything off me, you guys can call me, talk to me anytime. I, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the right back at you. Right back at you. All right, Matt. All right. Well, All enjoy right, the rest of your day, and uh, we'll be in touch. Yes, sir. Have a great weekend, bud. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So it's time for the after interview review and we just got off the phone with Keith. While I appreciate all the kind words that Keith said, I'm still fired up about do better. If you're a cannabis business owner, do better, do better, do better. Jesus, do better. That's it. That's all I got to say. Do fucking better, man. This, you know, with, with the national conversation focused on wages and with the unemployment rate being what it was and still is and the talent migration and people's unwillingness to, to work for pittance, nothing pocket lint. I mean, this is a big deal. Hey, you're fucking people. Oh my God. Pay them. And watch your business flourish. Both of these companies are that that Keith went to, both of them could absolutely pay him. Absolutely. And here's a guy who commands a, a nice salary in IT, willing to put in an entry-level position, you know, and instead of making nearly six figures, he wants to do an entry-level job. I mean... What does that say about Keith? That he's passionate, that he's committed. That's the guy you want on your team. And Keith isn't alone. Pay them and keep them. Watch what happens to the company when people that are that passionate and that driven bring their traditional skill sets to the cannabis table. Come on. It's 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 gasoline on a on a fire. So I want to thank Keith for the the kind words and for his consistent optimism. I think that 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 will serve him well. On that note, there are good companies. We are, we're hunting for them, but many hands make light work. And so if there's companies that you like, if there are places that just seem to be getting it together and treat people well, then message us. We want to know because we're, we're in the role of connecting people and helping people go from unrecognized potential into happily employed in the cannabis field. So you can reach Matt Hoffman on LinkedIn, H-O-F-F-M-A-N-N, or our cannabis on LinkedIn. Send us a message. We'll happily kick the tires on these companies and, and see if they hold up. Because we want people, this, this trend of, of horse trading, of ship jumping, we want that to end. And we want companies that do good to do well and to beat the brakes out of their competition. So the, the companies that aren't doing well either fail miserably, good riddance, or they get their act together. But this, this is the opportunity for the cannabis industry to differentiate itself from all the other industries. And it's 
a worrisome trend that I'm seeing that it's adopting models from traditional industries that aren't that good. It's, 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 it's to pay somebody 14 bucks an hour to be a bud tender is bullshit. It's, it's too hard of a job. It's too much work. It's too much education. It's too much learning for 14 bucks an hour. No, I'll go work at Burger King. Like I said earlier, 20 bucks, start out at 20 bucks and go up from there. You can afford it. And if you can't afford it, then you don't deserve to be in the cannabis field. You don't period. If you can't make money and run a lean operation, maximize yields, maximize your efficiencies, drive it on the margins, create a positive culture, have high employee retention, customer satisfaction, consistency. If you can't do that, then get the fuck out of here. Piss off. We don't want you. You don't deserve to be here. So I'm very much looking forward to the upcoming years where the companies that, as I mentioned earlier, are, are shed from the space because the fast cash burn is cardboard on a fire and good operating practices, the things that I just mentioned, those are big chunky logs and those will burn for a long time. And that's what we want. So that's enough of my ranting and raving about this because I could go on and on and I will because this matters and it's important. But we're going to end it there. So I want to thank Keith and thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing, it's a firsthand look into the good, the bad, the ugly about the cannabis field, then consider subscribing to our cannabis podcast where we talk about what it's like to work in weed. So this was recorded in 2021 in July. The conversation is still happening today. Today. The conversation is still happening around wages in cannabis. We have seen more people leave the cannabis industry because the wages are not sufficient, period. Unequivocally. And I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. And I'm frustrated because I'm, I'm tired of hearing the bitching and the belly aching and the horseshit that comes from these can of businesses, one claiming to be pioneers, you're fucking not. So stop it. And two, first of all, I'm, I'm their senior. So I'm going to tell them how it is. This is how it is. Okay. One, the cannabis companies right now are not pioneers. I'm not a pioneer. The pioneers were the guys that were doing it in the fifties and sixties. We're, we're the result of those. That's what we are. But the, the people that are doing this now are most certainly fucking not. So stop. The next thing is, is that the hardship. Oh man, it's really hard to be in cannabis and boo hoo hoo. It's tough. No, it's not. They have it easy. Any licensed cannabis company has it easy. Stop crying. Stop making excuses. I don't want to fucking hear it. And the listeners out there don't feel bad for them. To hold a cannabis license is a license from the state that gives someone permission to grow money, period. <laughs> That's what it is. And for companies to, I mean, for, for example, here in Michigan, to give you some perspective, December of 2021, just a couple months ago, the state of Michigan saw more than $135 million in recreational cannabis sales and $33 million in medical. 
That's $168 million just in a month of December. To say that there's not money being made hand over fist in the cannabis industry is completely bullshit. And what the argument will be is, well, it's heavily regulated. We're one of the heaviest, we're one of the most heavily regulated industries. Okay, that's not wrong. Oh, well, we can't, because of 280E, we can't write anything off. Well, they're not wrong about that either. Oh, and the taxes, the taxes are really high. Yeah, they're not wrong about that either. But the simple fact is, is that cannabis is, when a person knows what they're doing, is very cheap to produce. Very cheap. And the margins are robust. And we still have not seen the price wars where the market is so saturated that you start seeing the, the good thing for the consumers and the patients as the price comes down across the board. We still haven't seen that yet. So it's still highly, highly profitable as far as margin goes. So I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. What it is is it's unbridled greed. A lot of companies are still not offering health insurance and they're still not paying a living wage. I know a girl who is working two jobs as, as a bud tender and then she's moonlighting somewhere else. And she has to do it because they won't give her the hours. The pay is not enough with the reduced hours to cover her normal living expenses. It's bullshit. So I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated because it's, because I see the opportunity and the promise of the cannabis industry. That's what's appealing. And as a legacy person, that's what cannabis was here for. It was healing the nation. It's the herb that makes everyone feels better. It's a community, one built on giving, one built on love. That is not the case now in cannabis. And no amount of celebrity endorsements is going to change that, period. The industry needs to step up and they need to do better in two areas. One, offer insurance and two, start, start, starting salary is at $20 an hour. I saw a sign driving down 28th Street today. They had an 1895 written in big neon marker on the window of McDonald's. Someone could walk into McDonald's and make, make almost $20 an hour. And the, the amount of energy and education and care that goes into learning how to be a bud tender is far more than a burger flipper at McDonald's. Sorry to the McDonald's fast food people. Love you, respect you, but working in cannabis at an entry-level position takes more. But yet people that go and are working in fast food are making more money than people in cannabis. It doesn't make sense. So I could... uh I could rant and rave about this, and I will, because people don't seem to be getting it. I, I read an article today uh, from some kooks that don't know what the fuck they're talking about, saying, oh, well, the wages are up. Yeah, they're up for the executives. They're up for the directors. They're not up for anybody else. And I, I please, please email me, contact at rcannabis.org, Matt Hoffman on LinkedIn. Please contact me. And say, Matt, you're fucking wrong. This company is is doing it right. Please, I'll I'll happily concede and and talk to them and try to connect them with our alumni. But I can tell you this that I've discussed it with the board at length, and our cannabis has refused. We've refused more gifts than than we've we've accepted, which is 
fucking crazy. But uh, we don't just take money from from anyone. And we've decided to put that in writing in a pledge. In order for someone to be a corporate partner with us, they must pledge to first and foremost commit to a $20 minimum wage for all positions and to having insurance. Not in, not in five months, not in six months, after the 30-day period, boom, insurance. Those are the two things. I'm sure there's going to be more, but I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm tired of, of working with people, and I see the effort and the passion and the energies and the commitment from the people that come to our cannabis programs. And there's a line out the fucking door. There has been since 2018, since we started. And people that come in, like Keith in this podcast, who have all the right stuff and they get in and then they have something incredibly stupid happen, like $14 an hour and an hour's cut. It's a slap in the face to him. It's a slap in the face to us. And it's, it's a slap in the face to everybody else and the promise that the cannabis industry ought to be. And it won't have it. And so we're fucking doing something about it. If you want to do something about it, then help us. Contact us. Point out the people that are doing it good. I don't want to hear about the people that are doing it bad. I'm sick of hearing about the people doing it bad. There's so damn many of them. But please reach out to us and tell us the companies that would that would meet those requirements. $20 hour minimum wage and insurance after 30 days. We will send people, we'll point people places. But there's more people that want jobs in cannabis than there are good companies that I know to send them to. So we could use the help. This has been Matt Hoffman. And if you can't tell, I'm fucking worked up because it's, it's, uh, man, it's just disheartening to see people participate in this beautiful thing that is our cannabis industry. And then to have these people that have no heritage in it, who don't understand the spirit or the soul of it, come in and just shit all over them. Disgusting. And if you're one of them, if you're one of those companies and you don't like what I'm saying, go fuck yourself forever. Don't even, don't even come to my doorstep, son. You won't like what you get. Ain't right. It ain't right. And uh, we're doing something about it. So <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm just going to rant and rave and rail against the injustice forever. Because that's who I am and that's who we are at our cannabis. And uh, I figure you've had enough of that. So you get the point, right? <laughs> so this has been Matt Hoffman. And like I say, I'll get in the ring for you. And this is me in the ring. This is me in the ring. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you in the cannabis field. Well paid and insured. Have a good one. Bye-bye.